This is the Doctor Whoever project. For your own safety, strap in and put those thumbs to work. Find it all at DoctorWhoever.com. It's May 12th. 2021 on the Doctor Whoever Project. We got a busy day today. We have Heather Kilpatrick. She's running for Congress down in Georgia's 11th district. We're going to have her on, ask her some serious, hard hitting questions, see what she's got to throw back at us. We're also going to talk about that tiger that's been spotted in Houston. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. And of course, the fuel shortage that is just completely destroying the total eastern seaboard nobody can get to work people are putting gas in trash bags i don't know people what's going on we're gonna find out that's what this is all about the doctor whoever project where everyone is an expert on something stay tuned learn a little bit we'll be right back all the toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind it's time to get stimulated this is the doctor whoever project hello i think we have uh, heather kilpatrick ga11 running for congress down in georgia heather are you on I'm here. Oh, hi, Heather. It's great to talk to you. I know we've been exchanging a couple of emails back and forth. Um, yeah. Glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. Um, I know there is one big question that I just have to know. What kind of dog do you have and what is its name? <laughs> I technically have two here. I have um, two Greyhounds. I have Jedi and Sheldon, and then um, my partner has a Corgi, which she's technically mine. She's like, if we ever switch, I just, she's coming with me, and her name's Lily. I have that same situation. I have a 17-year-old uh, Jack Russell Terrier named Odie Monster hanging out right here. Um, yeah. Sometimes he gets, decides he likes to bark, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We're, it's been so nice home. just um, following your Facebook page and what's going down, uh, down in Georgia. And to see people like you being able to step up, want to see some different, want to see some change in Congress and everything that's going on right now. It's just kind of a glimmer of hope for everyone, I think. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I do want to just touch on the gas shortage because I am in Nevada, but I'm from North Carolina. Uh, are you seeing crazy um, craziness of the pumps or is it just or is it a little overblown or kind of in the middle oh no it's crazy it is crazy that's what I've been seeing it's uh um, I've seen people putting trash bags full of gasoline in their car all kinds of things people have been posting on Facebook 
Yeah, they had to actually send out a notice or put some, like, I've seen a couple of police departments, like, issue warnings, like, please do not put gas in plastic bags. And I was like, are you serious? Like, is this a thing? And um, I follow, like, Snellville Police Department, uh, Uh which is where I'm from, because they're just, they post really funny stuff. And... Apparently, like, they've got pictures of people actually doing this. And I was like, oh, dear God, I weep for humanity. Um, (laughs) I've seen people um, say similar things and the photos and just the desperation. Um, I mean, it does kind of go back to the toilet paper crisis just a couple months ago. But, I mean, where do you really need to go that bad, I guess? Because most employers should understand that this is happening and just kind of let people take a little bit of a break, but maybe people are trying to sell gasoline on Facebook. Maybe the marketplace is full. Who knows? Yeah, I, um, I work my full-time job, um, during the day, I work about 25 miles from home. Okay. Um, So you need gas. I need gas and I drive, I drive a truck. Um, uh, that's, that's my Southerner, uh, side coming out. Um, (laughs) And I, so, yes, so, like, it's, uh, it's a high, and I, it's, you know, I live outside of Atlanta, and I have to, I have to drive in all that glorious Atlanta traffic every day. Yes, um, I, I, I uh, so, lived in D.C. Yeah. for a number of years, and my partner's from L.A., so, oh, I definitely understand the traffic. I think my co-host yeah. Logan wanted to chime in and say something. Oh, I, I was just going to say, what's the, um... <laughs> What's the forward thinking of the people putting gas in a bag? Like, what, when you get it home, you got this trash bag full of gasoline. What's the? What do you do with it? What's the next step? What's the next step in I, tra- transferring I, that gas? I really don't know. I drove by um, on my way home today. I drove by a gas station um, that finally had gas. Um, and I saw someone filling a Rubbermaid container. Oh, my God. And all I could think of was, I want to just watch you um, lift that into your car. Yeah, I, uh, I woke up to the video of a lady filling a grocery bag. It looked like a Target bag. <laughs> and then it had a hole in it. So she kind of just set it on the ground while she went to dig another trash bag out of her trunk to double bag it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I would try that hard to get gas. I mean... I don't know. Yeah, how, um, how many gallons could actually fit in a bag like that? couple? Uh, people are just, they're not thinking through any of this. And, you know, it's funny because um, my boss is one of those, he does not believe in remote work. Mm-hmm. Like, period, not at all. Um, even through, um, let me put that on silent. Even through this whole Super. pandemic, we've worked in the office. Um Although we have a very small team, so it's been, we've been okay. Um, But like, even with this gas shortage, he's out of town and he even emailed me to make sure everybody still came into the office. Hmm. And I was like, seriously, dude? Yeah, that's not, we should be cooperating, you know? There's no sympathy for people that maybe have an empty tank of gas and. Or couldn't make it or couldn't find a babysitter to go, you know wait in line for two hours because their kids were at home. Jesse, you have a question? Yeah. Yeah, I have a question for Heather. I just wanted to know, what what's the driving force behind you running for Congress, and what makes you different from other candidates running in a 11th district in Georgia? 
Um, yes. Yeah, so the driving force really for me to run for Congress was uh, a couple of things. Uh, COVID, I've always worked in healthcare, and um, COVID kind of made me feel like uh, I wasn't doing enough. Um, I'm one of those people that I, I love to help people, um, and I, I really felt helpless throughout this whole pandemic. And uh, I, I really don't like that feeling. That's, uh, that doesn't work for me. Um, I don't like feeling powerless, and that's exactly how I felt. So uh, I was looking for something to do, that I, some way to help, uh, because I'm not a provider, um, so I, I couldn't help in that capacity, but I needed to be able to do something to help people. And, um, and then there were a couple of other factors that kind of played into it as well that pushed me over the edge. Um, one, I, uh, I, I very much dislike Barry Loudermilk. Um, Most definitely. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I've been kind of trolling him for a few years on Twitter <laughs> and whatnot. Um, and uh, he, he just, um, I think he kind of sneaks under the radar because he's a middle-aged white man and he's able to do that. Um, but what was kind of like a tipping point for me was, you know, he, um, he was one of the co-sponsors in um, repealing the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. Mm. And um, I get my insurance through the Affordable Care Act. Um, so he essentially voted to take away my insurance. Hmm. <laughs> and so, I, so many um, people are finally, I think, after this year, learning how important things like that are and that some, yes. some regulation with government into our medical or health insurance system or both would be beneficial for everyone to possibly prevent the next outbreak or the next pandemic that comes through. Exactly. And... Um, you know, for me, it was it was very traumatic to to a degree, like watching all that unfold. Because I have chronic illnesses. Um, I have <clears throat> I have gastroparesis and gastric Crohn's um, as a result of a severe um, infection that I got that put me in ICU. And um, I, uh, you know, it was it was out of my control, but. Um, you know, it, I have chronic illnesses, and as a result, I have to have health insurance. Um, oh, yes. I think yeah. we're, we're, with social media and things like that, we are learning more about our brothers and sisters uh, of America that have these problems. When my dad has a pacemaker, he's had multiple heart surgeries. I myself am lucky and am healthy, but there's other members of my family that suffer from diabetes and various mm -hmm. cancers and all these other things that seem to be on the rise as whether or not, you know, Joe Biden, does he consider him our official president or is he still, does he feel there's a discrepancy in how the vote took place? Do you know his position on that? He did vote to um, not sort of, well, he did not vote to certify the election. Mm. Okay. Well, it is, a, it is a different world down there in the South. Again, coming from North Carolina, uh, myself, I, I know I'm a ECU Pirates alum. Um, so, but I, I do know and I've seen that people are becoming more progressive, even in places like that, as we just saw with the Senate race uh, in Georgia, where we elected two Democratic senators. 
And I actually predicted that myself, but so many other people were just blown away that that happened. Um, I think people don't quite understand the shift that's happening in kind of the North Carolina, Georgia, Virginia, those areas um, are, are shifting a little bit more towards a progressive, moderate uh, views and, you know, like um, Christianity and certain things like that are becoming less and less important to those people. Uh, as it used to be, they're, they're choosing to vote for things that they see in other places or benefiting other people, and they want them as well. Do you agree with that, or do you think it's something else going on? Um, I agree. I think um, Georgia is moving purple. I don't think we're blue yet, in all honesty. Um, depending on what areas of Georgia you're looking at, mm -hmm. uh, it, it is absolutely blue. Um, and it's just, oh, and here's one of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great when the dogs make a guest appearance. Yeah. He kind of surprised me. I, was, I wasn't paying attention. He just came and shoved his nose right out. Right Mine's in being quiet, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's Jedi. Jedi can be very stealth. Uh, he goes into <laughs> like Jedi mode. So. Well, that actually goes into the question I was going to ask you for the last question that I had. Um, so as, as a Southerner, as you pointed out, you're a truck-driving, card-carrying Southern girl from Georgia. Um, yeah. What do you see... What do you see in yourself and the people that are like-minded like you that is the driving force behind some of these changes that need to happen for us to be competitive in the world economy and just to keep America safe and secure um, so we don't keep having things like this pipeline um, sabotage that just happened this week? You know, um, as far as like the world economy and making ourselves competitive, I, I think all Southerners would probably give um, a little bit of a different answer um, and I get told by a lot of people that I am naive, but uh, working in healthcare, and I've always worked in healthcare, I firmly believe that uh, generosity and kindness goes a long way. And I, I believe that we are in a unique position right now um, with this global pandemic to set ourselves up um, to make a difference globally. And we've never been in a position like this in our lifetimes. And we could really make a difference to every other country around the world. We are leading in vaccinations right now. We hold the patents for these vaccinations. We, and we can do a lot of good for public health globally. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I think that this the yeah. pandemic definitely set us up really to take these four years or five years that just kind of flushed down the toilet and look at ourselves and see, okay, what do we need to do to change so this doesn't happen again? And I think this is just going to open the door to so many technological revolutions just so many things that we don't even know. People didn't even know could be done. People didn't, just didn't think were doable. And now, in one year, the whole world is is doing them and and cooperating. We've we've all found ourselves 
you know how they always say even the Queen of England has to take a poop every day. You know, we've all found ourselves that we're not so uncommon than we might think we are sometimes. Right, and I think we've we've all seen just how vulnerable everyone is. Definitely. Everyone has suffered this past year. Everyone has has lost. Um, nobody has not been impacted, and we we have a surplus of vaccinations. We need to send those around the world to the most vulnerable populations right now. We need to take this patent and just share the, the information to other countries. There are people out there that are much smarter than us that can take the information on these vaccines and run with it. Definitely. And they absolutely need to because these these variants and these mutations are running wild. And I have no doubt that there is somebody out there much smarter than we are that can, that can, that can curb these things and make groundbreaking research and vaccines out of them that can, that can put a, I have reason to believe, I mean, just because I've worked in healthcare and I've seen it, they can, they can find a way to, to, to stop these variants from happening. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, but we need to share the research. And I think if we did this and we shared these vaccines and we we stepped up to the plate as a world leader in this, um, that I really think it would make a difference moving forward in the future. Yeah, and for, for COVID and for other, I've seen studies showing that uh, vaccine research has helped to find some breakthroughs of HIV and other viruses out there that yes, they could exactly. use similar tactics for. It's not going to cause, it's not going to, you know, be, a, it's not going to cause our, you know, result in world peace, but it will make a difference because the world will not be the same and if we can't get this under control. Exactly. But if we can show the world that we're willing to help everybody get this under control and we're willing to help everybody come together and fight it, this is this is a step in the right direction. I think also they could help with other things that we are exactly. cooperating with you with the virus. So let's cooperate with pollution and some of these greenhouse yeah. gases and workers' rights, human rights, other things that some of these countries are, are doing that we don't quite agree with. We give a little to get a lot back in return, hopefully, as I think the the Biden message and seems like your message of kindness and generosity as well. Um, do you have time for two more questions? Absolutely. Go right, Logan, go. Great, great. Well, um, this kind of was going to uh, build on your last um, you know, explanation about kindness, but your district is rated plus 17 by the, by the Cook Polling Index. And Dana Barrett lost to Barry Loudermouth by 20 points. So in order to win your district, it seems like you're going to need a large uh, group of Republicans to not vote Republican and vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. What is your specific message to Republicans in your district to not vote for what they've always voted for and take a chance and vote for somebody who is progressive and a Democrat? Well, I think um, uh, it's twofold. Um, while I am progressive, I do have some, some more moderate or centrist views because I understand 
that this is a red district um, and it's about meeting people halfway. And if you want to get things done, you're going to have to, to come, we're going to have to come together, unite forces and meet in the middle. And I'm totally willing to do that. Um, you know, I, I am an identical twin, um, so I am used to uh, compromise and used to... Uh, That's the word we haven't is, heard a lot of lately. We haven't heard a whole lot of that mm-hmm. C word, compromise. Is, is, sorry to interrupt you. Is, is Bear Loudermilk, is he a big compromiser? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry Loudermilk, um, actually, if you look at his record, he's not much of a anything. Um, he, the last, like, in 2020 and 2021, he's not voted in like 50% of the vote. Wow. And, mm. um, so you, this is, you not, can't have a lame duck just sitting there doing nothing. But there, uh, well, there's no excuse. Because there's no excuse. It's, it was virtual. Yes. I, I agree with, with these people that are there and they're not listening. And they're not listening. They're not reading. They're not, they're not talking to their people. They're not talking to their other um, colleagues with expertise and knowledge mm-hmm. that's how we get into these situations that we were in for the past you know four years right. with just yeah, whatever mm-hmm. somebody decides in their head at one given moment is what we do as a country that's and the situation we we're in right now with but i feel like with people trying to vote out liz cheney mm-hmm. is they got the idea in their head and they see it as politically safe so mm-hmm. i think jesse you got a question this will be our last yeah, one so we can let heather go <laughs> i just wanted to thank you heather for coming on the show and uh also, just to give your information, to get more information about Heather Kilpatrick for Congress, uh, go to heatherforgeorgia.com. Uh, and also, you can donate on her Act Blue page. I'm sure that's on your website as well. Uh, you don't have to be from Georgia to donate to the campaign. Uh, and to give you a quick little bio for our listeners again, you know, Heather is a proud dog mom, 20-year professional in the healthcare industry, and uh, Georgia Democrat congressional candidate in GA11. And just thank you again for, for joining us on this show. We really appreciate you and hearing about your, your race. And hopefully you'll come check back in with us and let us know how things are going when you get closer to the primary. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for having me. And I'd love to come back anytime. Oh, so, for sure. Um, thank you guys for what you do. Yeah, I appreciate you so much. You were actually our, this is the first interview. Um, this is only the fifth episode, our first interview. We had a little... We were doing technical difficulties right up to when you dialed in, so it turned out to be perfect. Um, I wish you amazing luck. Uh, Your your campaign manager has been great at communicating and setting this up, so I I think you're going to do great. All the luck for you in the world to help continue turning uh, Georgia as blue as humanly possible. Well, that was uh, Heather Kilpatrick running for Congress, GA11. Um, stay tuned. We're going to come back and we're going to actually talk about Liz Cheney, what happened and how she got ousted from her leadership position. And if you don't know who Liz Cheney is, her dad was a president. So we're going to come back and vice president. There we go. We're going to come back and talk about that here in one second. Always here to be your second opinion. Or third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Seventh, you get the picture. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Always on at DoctorWhoever.com. Well, that was fun, guys. We did a pretty good job. 
I think it's great. You know, me and Logan, we both worked on the Biden campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, I work in congressional races. So I know how difficult it is to to run a race and what it takes to actually put yourself out there to be judged and criticized. And sure. especially for Heather running against uh, an incumbent Republican in a heavily yeah. red district, what that what that takes to actually run an effective race to do that. Yeah, I, I give her credit. She had great answers. Um, I think we gave her some fairly challenging questions, but I liked her answers. I liked her spirit. You I know, liked her drive. Compromise is a lot of times a lot of politicians throw it out and they use it as a buzzword. Mm-hmm. And so we don't usually always take it seriously. But I think in this inter- in this instance, her saying compromise is exactly the right thing to say because it doesn't really seem like the other guy is really eager to compromise with really anybody. And you have to. I mean, we just have to compromise. No matter what it is, It's it, no matter if it's in your work life and your spiritual life and your relationship when you're friends we all need to be willing to compromise give a little bit and then usually you get a lot Mm -hmm. because if you just never want to compromise like my mother if you never want to compromise at all then you just get to the point where people don't want to deal with you and they just kind of kind of move on to something Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. you want to want to run into the the liz cheney uh, the Liz Cheney information. Do we want to get into that? I think I have a. Uh, I think I have a video. I listened on the way here. I was listening to NPR, and I listened to a congressional reporter um, who basically has kind of talked about the history of this feud mm-hmm. um, and how. Since when is Liz Cheney someone that like causes trouble and stuff? That like right? Well, and that's I've never a- heard her name so much yeah. ever. And that's exactly what they're talking about. Is is they saw her with a popular last name, somebody that was going to be big in the party, who is definitely conservative. She voted ninety percent. Um, with Trump's, uh, w- with Trump on almost everything. Um, so she's right. she's a dyed in the wool conservative, um, for sure. Um, and that's what they were talking about is kind of where this feud started, um, and it mm-hmm. did start with her vote um, after January sixth to certify the election. To certify the election, yeah. they tried to vote her out at that point, but. The um, they tried to censor her. Yeah, they tried to censor her. Mm -hmm. McCarthy said, "Hey, I picked Liz Cheney at the time. Let's keep her in power. Um, Let's keep her there." So everybody was like, "All right, we'll give her another chance." But there was kind of like a caveat: is like, "All right, Liz, like you need to shut your mouth if we're going to do this chance." Well, just for people that don't quite understand, and I don't quite understand this, she's the third-ranking member in Congress. For the Republican Party. For the Republican Party. What does that exactly mean? So essentially, she her job... But she's still in Congress. Right. So her job role is essentially um, to be a mess... She's the main messenger for the Republican Party in Congress. And she is the driver around a lot of how the bills are shaped, a lot Policy. of what the policies are going to mm-hmm. look like. Um, and so that's the reason why they don't want her in there is because... If she's going to be loud, if she's going to problem, if she's going to bring attention, the rifts that are inside the Republican Party... And they want somebody that's going to roll over and be like, yeah, the election was stolen, yeah, sure. My biggest thing is, if Liz Cheney isn't the Republican Party, what is the Republican Party? Mm. 
It doesn't get more Republican than Liz Cheney and, What's gonna and the Dick Cheney there's gonna dynasty. Like there's going to be the people that are the real Republicans that have been Republicans and have principles. But then there's going to be this other section of people that are just like the crazy Trumpers. Yeah. Basically, they, they kind of want like anarchy, I think. I don't think the crazy Trumpers really want Trump. No. They like the disaster. They like the chaos. And they like, they like being white and being on top. And what have we talked about before? The only way to stay on top is to make sure there's someone else below you. Mm. So that's, I think that's their main goal, really, of this, this Trumpism, is to keep the white people at the top and everybody else struggling below them. I agree with that, and I, and I, but I also kind of doubt uh, some of the people who are the elected officials in Congress. I really doubt their allegiance to Trump, even though they're choosing to vote for the election lie. And the reason I say that is because I think a lot of them are saying the Trump trend is still around. Mm-hmm. Most of our most of our um, constituents still want Trump. So I'm just going to hold on to this election lie through 2022 mm-hmm. because I want to make sure my seat's okay. But like, uh, they're going to be running ads with, with these people showing all these silly comments they're making about the election. And Trump's let, the let, let's remember, we we are not even six months into Biden, and look at all the things. I think these, they're going to have 250 million vaccines as tomorrow or something, and they just barely started. Like, and these people are still crying about a fake election. That doesn't seem to make sense to me. Right. Let's see what they got on this clip. I kind of want to see it. I didn't watch it um, about the ousting of Liz Cheney. Let's give this. Uh, let's give this clip a go. Just hours before the expected ouster from her leadership position, Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney standing her ground in a defiant speech on the House floor overnight. Our freedom only survives if we protect it. Cheney's removal is expected when GOP lawmakers meet behind closed doors this morning, so this was last voting night, by so secret ballot after she condemned former President Trump's false okay, election about about 2020 election and voted to so impeach him for insult. That means that when they did the vote, nobody's going to know who voted yes or no, basically, right? It's kind of like... They sh- they didn't want to be put on record of who is trying to oust Liz Cheney. Gotcha. This was for political Seems reasons. Seems very cowardly to me. Well, that's that's the main thing. That they were just trying to get this done with, get her out of a position of power, and move on with this. Hmm, okay. Mm. Let's see what else I got. Citing the January 6th Capitol riot. A former president who provoked a violent attack on this Capitol in an effort to steal the election has resumed his aggressive effort to convince Americans that the election was stolen from him. He risks inciting further violence. Cheney unleashing this scathing message. So she knew they were going to vote her out, and she went out and did this speech last night anyway, just to say, hey, I know you're about to vote me out, but I'm going to say what I got to say, and you're going to have to listen to it. And I think Mitt Romney said it best in a tweet today. He said, expelling Liz Cheney from leadership won't gain the GOP one additional voter but it will cost us quite a few. You know, Mitt Romney, 2012 presidential candidate. This is supposed to be the face of the Republican Party. Liz Cheney, the daughter of probably one of the most powerful vice presidents we've ever had. These are not names or families no. or people it's like, it's so that you want against you. you it's like, that, It's just like... That's not okay. It makes you kind of laugh a little bit. You know, like, 
this is what they're putting their their backing on is like getting rid of the Cheney, getting rid of Liz Cheney. That's what getting they, rid of Romney. That's what get, they think is gonna work for them. It's it's just like you're getting rid of the people that have the most connections and know the most. And the reason is because they're actually smart and they, I don't know. They'd rather have people that are just going to follow Republican colleagues who continue to back Mr. Trump in their efforts to win back the House. Remaining silent and ignoring the lie emboldens the liar. I will not participate in that. Cheney's support has collapsed in recent days, with House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy endorsing Trump loyalist New York Congresswoman Elise Stefanik to replace Cheney. So they get rid of, she's from Montana, right? Wyoming. Wyoming. They get rid of someone from like the Midwest, small, very Republican state, and replace them with someone from New York, who, from what I've heard, has voted nowhere near as conservative as Liz Cheney has, right? She voted against uh, the tax cuts in 2017, which was, like, Trump's, like, big bill. That was Trump's, like, big thing. Hmm. She voted... um, I'm pretty sure she voted against, like, repealing Obamacare. She's voted against some things that, like... Many most Republicans in the House have voted for, so it's an interesting pick for sure. I mean, it's definitely interesting. I've never heard of her. I mean, I actually think I have heard the name, if I'm being completely honest, but I don't really know anything about um, her or her politics. I'm, I've never lived in New York. I'm not from New York. So it's. I think it's one of those things that you almost have to kind of be from one of those areas to really know. But everybody with any kind of any kind of knowledge of our governmental system that's been alive since like the 90s or 80s should know who the Cheneys are. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens with that. It sounds like it's going to be a catastrophe and I say, In your face, Just keep ruining yourself, fools. That's what you're doing. Just ruining yourselves. All right, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how Biden is going to... Uh, eradicate the coronavirus. We got some new new plans, Uber and Lyft giving free rides. We'll talk about it. Leave all the toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. That's right, it is April 12th, 2021. Ugh, we got a lot going on. There's craziness in the news. We've already talked about the pipeline, Liz Cheney getting ousted from the leadership. But let's talk about something a little positive. I heard this on uh, CNN earlier today, and it was the first time I had heard about it, which I was kind of surprised. But um, one of Biden's new uh, vaccine initiatives, basically, is a text hotline. You know, I like a text hotline. I've told you before, it's like, text hotlines are great. It's so simple. You basically just text get vax or V-A-C-U-N-A to a certain number and they tell you to put in your zip code and they send you a message where you can go get vaccinated. Um, over that, there's also a website where you can do the same thing. Uh, Uber and Lyft have pledged to give free rides to anyone to and from a vaccination site. I'm saying good job. 
you know, Uber and Lyft, they need some good cred anyway, some good publicity. Um, I, I think this, this is only going to be positive for them. Yeah, this is pretty smart. I think this is Joe Biden using what, what we were doing during the election where people could type in their zip code and they could find out where their nearest polling location was. So great job using that same platform and using it for uh, getting vaccinated. So good job, Joe Biden. Good job, Joe. We like what Joe's doing. I mean... I know we talked about it a second ago, but it's only been a couple months, and then you know we we've got vaccinations in people's arms already. Uh, people are going around maskless outside. Kids are getting vaccinated, age twelve to fifteen. More than hundred million dollars um, in the United States are now. I really want to play this clip. It's from Jimmy Kimmel. Um, basically, they're celebrating the uh, celebrating the vaccine progress that we've done. But um, towards the end, we have some doctors who would like to give. Uh, some messages to the public out there about, you know, if you're a little, if you're a little, eh, I don't know about this vaccine. It might give me a third nipple or something. Um, they got a little message for people. Fully vaccinated, which is good, but unfortunately, more than one in four say they are not planning to get the vaccine. So one in four people are just nah. Americans are planning to skip the shot altogether, which is crazy to me. I get that people are skeptical of politicians or celebrities telling them what to do, but we should listen to doctors. These are men and women who've been on the front lines of this thing, risking their lives to save ours, and they're frustrated, and who could blame them? If we don't get more people vaccinated, we could see new mutations of this virus and go through this all over again. So as a public service, we ask some real doctors to offer their best advice to those who are on the fence about the vaccine and pay attention because this is important. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. An actual medical doctor. I've practiced medicine for 21 years. A white guy, a black girl, an Indian girl. I've been a nurse for 16 years. Nurses, doctors. I spent four years in undergraduate school, then four years in medical school, and then another five years as a resident in emergency medicine. So much school. Look at all of my diplomas. I worked a second job to put myself through nursing school. I'm 53 now, and I won't have my student loans paid off till well after I retire. I can name every organ in your body and tell you exactly what it does. Did you know there are between 60 and 100,000 miles of blood vessels in the human body? I know that because I've studied human bodies. <laughs> did you know the human body has That's 205 funny. bones? Well, you're wrong. It's actually 206. <laughs> I did know that because I'm a doctor. Did you know that eating raw ginger cures cancer? You did? Good. Because it doesn't. people's <laughs> lives. I've cracked open a chest and manually beat a human heart. I even delivered some babies in the back of cars. Do you know how many people have shown me weird skin things at parties and asked me if they were dying? Too many. <laughs> My life is spent trying to improve and save yours. Oh, but you read something on Facebook? Your friend from high school who sells jewelry, she posted it? The one who's 53 and still builds dollhouses? Thank you. <gasps> oh no, what? Sandra. podcast? Is he a doctor? No. Scientist? No. Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut the <laughs> up. He's right here, by the way. Bro, she's <laughs> that polio shot we gave your kid, and then your kid not getting polio? Well, those two things are related. How about this? You do your job, I'll do mine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Roll the up and get the vaccine. <laughs> and tell your friend on Facebook to stick to jewelry.
I love it. Brought to you by people who are smarter than you. Yeah, get the fucking vaccine, people. This is ridiculous. I think that's some of the best content I've seen on Jimmy Kimmel in a long time. Jimmy Kimmel is crushing it. Like, yeah, he's, like, he's killing it. He's killing it. I have I have a funny tweet update right now. All right, let's hear so, it. So, as you know, we just had Heather Kilpatrick on for Congress. Mm-hmm. She just announced. So now Liz Cheney requests a dozen recounts and declares she won. That's how it works with the GOP, right? <laughs> so she's back in power, right? I like it. I <laughs> Great like tweet. It. Great tweet. What if she got that from us? <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about something like something real serious to a lot of people. Um, you know, it has to do with food news. So we'll be right back. Always here to be your second opinion. Or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You get the picture. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Alright, so I know um, everybody here likes Taco Bell, right? Everybody's some Taco Bell fans? <laughs> you know, the Mexican pizza got taken away and it created crunch this like... Crunch wrap. Cr- well, the Mexican pizza, the crunch wrap... They like took them off the menu and it caused like this like mm. craziness. Everybody got all like mad about it or whatever. But um, I know one of Jesse's favorite places. Don't I know? Don't I know? As he always says. I actually they, they came up a competitor. I have been to the first Del Taco ever. It's in Yermo, California, which is some shitty, dusty Western town. Interesting. Right now, there's like a. Dude, honestly, there's even danker restaurant there right now. It's just like a kid and his abuelita, um, just like they just sell, grandma in English. Yeah, they sell tacos, burgers, milkshakes. Nice, but it's the spot of the original Del Taco. So if you're ever in so Yermo, California, it's not a Del Taco anymore. Right? No, but they sell a okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. the original Del That's Taco. Cool. It serves better food than Del Taco. Oh, it, really does. it probably does. <laughs> Well, I wonder if they're going to serve this thing. So, uh, Del Taco has tried to reinvent their own version of the Mexican pizza. Some people like it. Some people say it's not a Mexican pizza. See what you guys have to say. Ghosted by Taco Bell. Call 1-877-3-GHOSTED. All right, so we got three different versions. They have a tostada queso beef, and then chicken guacamole. And they're all on... tostada, right? That's what I feel like. I don't really feel like it's a Mexican pizza, but people are saying it's yeah, they're, Mexican They're calling pizza. it a crunch tatas. Wait, what was the Mexican pizza? Was it two tostadas? Two, two tostadas of beans in the middle. So you can buy two of these and create your own Mexican pizza if you wanted to. Why'd they get rid of the Mexican pizza? I don't know. I, I kept thinking they were going to come back and call it like... The Mexican American pizza or something like that. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, it. this is brilliant by Del Taco, but they just didn't execute the whole way through. If you're gonna compete against Taco Bell and the Mexican pizza, you gotta come in hard with a better Mexican pizza. Kind of agree. This is kind of a half, you know, half ass attempt to, to. They should have just called it the market. fucking Mexican pizza because nobody has a copyright on the yeah. word Mexican or pizza. All right, this up. Uh, I did see a teeny little clip of this guy. That's why I put it on because he takes this real. Remember the the six 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 shoes with the pelican case guy. This is like that with Taco Bell versus Del Taco. And welcome back. In the past year, we've experienced a demise that personally hit me very hard, and also my 
my wife, and that was the loss of the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Rest in peace, 1985. I thought he was going to say COVID, but it's the Mexican pizza. Okay. Oh, here it is. decided to save us from the lack of Mexican pizza by releasing their new Crunch Tadas. With the Mexican pizza, they only had the one variety. Crunch Tadas, they have three. So, like, if Drew Carey had a baby... Wait, is that Drew Carey? It looks like Drew Carey, or it could be his kid, doesn't it? That's what this guy kind of looks like. He's kind of... He's overweight. I'm sure he's going to eat all three of these. But, um... <laughs> he's an expert. I bet he's an expert. We got each of them, and we're going to try them all, and there's the sauce. So they do have three varieties. They've got the regular, and that's got beans and okay. cheese, I believe. So the regular is just like beans, cheese, tomatoes. <laughs> Looks kind of chill. It's only a dollar. Looks like a vegetarian version. You can have it. It's vegan. Oh, it's not vegan because it has cheese on it, right? But it's vegetarian. There's a, uh, a beef, and that's got beans, beef, a queso, cheese, and tomatoes. So beans, beef. So this is almost like... So if you took another one of these, smushed it to the bottom... You would have a Mexican right, pizza. But right, wasn't right. there like a red sauce yeah, and cheese on top that kind of made it the pizza part? You can just take some of the sauce from the packet and drizzle it on top yeah. if you really want. I mean, it looks pretty good to me. And then there... No, because Taco Bell did not have that queso fresco. That can make the... Gotta sauce. have the queso fresco. I like the queso fresco. How do you say it? Queso fresco. Queso fresco. I can't do that. There's a chicken, which I believe has got the beans, chicken, lettuce, that one looks tomato. Good, that was good. Bro. I gotta change my mind. So... You take this one and then the other one and squish them together. Take the want... first one and the third one. Oh yeah, first one and third one. I like. I that. want some white rice. <laughs> so basic. <laughs> better fucking believe I removed the. So we're stopping off the Panda Express for Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Complete lack of surprise. But it's just like ah. here is the. Right, let's see what he thinks. Crunch tata right here. This we're is scientific down. research taking place right Very now. Very scientific. Put some sauce on here first. I asked for the see, hot, which the has sauce. been the Del Inferno, and of course they just gave me nothing but Del Scorcho, which. Don't get me wrong, Del Scorcho is still tasty, but... I've got to check out some of these other guys' videos. Between this and the Mexican pizza, of course, is... It's usually two layers, and then everything's melted on top. But it's 50% to like less carbs. Car, I'm about to say, if you're trying to go let on carbs... Dang, he didn't take one bite, he took like three bites. Is this for science? This is for <laughs> research, Brian. He takes his job very seriously. I feel like the real money is going to be in the other two. The ones See how long it takes him to like spill on his shirt? If you're looking for a um, Bro, so veggie-friendly That's like a, um, option, this one would be for you. Is he going to try the other ones or is he going to finish his whole <laughs> one first? Oh, he's hungry. Oh, oh, he's got all over his face. He's got all over his face. It's like food porn. <laughs> He's like analyzing it. Kind of wish I had that little. Alright, let's. Oh, yeah, so he's like. Oh, he's he's eating the whole thing. We don't have time to watch him eat the whole thing. He just housed it. Box two, box two. This looks kind of like the guts of a Mexican pizza. Yikes. And you can see the cheese is a lot more melted. You can see up here. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's on the pictures. Ooh. This one will be the most like a Mexican pizza. Well, it never ever. looks like it does in the photos. And so the differences on this you gotta one have here, some of course, green it's not a double decker. They, they stopped like doing the like green top. onions in uh, Taco Bell no two years ago because of like an E. coli outbreak. Cheese and then also the queso blanco. All right. I don't know if we want to watch him eat this whole thing. Let's just skip to the let's skip to the end. He has like a. I think he maybe does a. Taco Crunch Tacos. Overview. Are they exactly like the Mexican pizza? No. Are they a decent enough replacement? Sure. 
but I think the standout for me again was the um, was the beef version. That's the one that emulated it the most. Plus, I love the addition the of the queso blanco. The one with the beans is just that's not my bag. I need some meat in there. I the idea, chicken I guacamole should be called the guacamole chicken because the guac- more guacamole than chicken. In any case, these are at your Del Taco right now. Go ahead and go check it. So his, I guess, conclusion is that it is an okay substitute for the beloved and lost forever, maybe, Mexican pizza, but well, it's not a Mexican pizza. It's, it's hard to recreate that. There's Because Taco Bell has those like standout ingredients that they kind of just like move from item to item. So it's not even about the product, I feel like, as much as it is about the the way they compile their things together, like that sandwich of right the sandwich of the beans between it, giving that. That's kind of like texture. all Mexican food, right? <laughs> it's all yeah, it's all about the it's same thing. It's all tortillas and beans. Yeah, it's all about the same thing. I, I agree. Um, Crunch tatas. Yeah, maybe we'll go to a Del Taco. <laughs> hey, you over there! Don't pick at it. This is the Doctor Whoever project. Stand by. Alright, so uh, do you guys know what cicadas are? Yes, I love cicadas. It's one of the things I miss the most living in Las Vegas. Well, if uh, you were in a different place, you'd be seeing a uh, whole bunch of cicadas really soon. Have you heard about this? As you may already have heard, we are about to be invaded. Trillions of insects will emerge from the ground in some of the most populated Uh, parts of the country. They're called cicadas, and every 17 years, massive swarms appear in 15 states, from Georgia to eastern... So we got Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Delaware, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, and Georgia, where... Everything's happening in North Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, North Carolina can't catch a break, man. So we're we're skipping out this year in Nevada, right? They don't... Apparently, they don't There's like a cycle. They don't cross the Mississippi River. These these don't. These type of cicadas. These don't, supposedly. Yeah. Illinois, they can be as loud as a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Ben Tracy is in what could be one of the hottest hotspots, Washington D.C. Ben, are you ready? <laughs> no, I am not ready at all. I'm looking for a place to hide because we are expecting up to 1.5 million cicadas per acre in some places like this. This is Rock Jeez, Creek Park in the middle of Washington, D.C. And in a couple of days, you're going to see these bugs crawling up trees like they're this really, one. They're super and loud. Once they do come out. And they, they have just one thing on their minds. So apparently all they do yeah. is they come out, they mate, and then they die. And then they're just a meal for all these animals, but like... Well, they have the shell, the little shell. The shell, right? yeah. They like, they molt or something. It's very interesting. Yeah. They are creepy and they are crawly with a face only an entomologist could love. <laughs> I'm an entomologist. Uh, I'm there living is. the dream that all entomologists get to live. Sammy Ramsey studies insects at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They call me Dr. Bugs. Dr. Bugs. <laughs> he was just a bug-loving 14-year-old the last time these 17-year cicadas came out to play. So they sleep the for 17 years. The name for this species is Magicicada septimdesim. And it's, it specifically means the magical cicada that emerges every 17 years. For some, it's less magic, more nightmare. The cicadas are everywhere, and they are loud. 
but they don't bite. They don't sting. They don't. They really don't do anything but make noise and are kind of yeah. gross. They're just doing their own thing. They're just doing their own thing. But there's just so many of them, so it becomes like a little locusts. Lot. I think is more of a problem because they eat right. So Grasshoppers. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. They just eat all the plants. The males are the really loud ones, and that's their way of saying I'm ready to hook up. I'm ready for love. All they want to do is mate and have babies. They live fast and really enjoy themselves at this point. So this is like insect spring break. Oh, yes. You can't blame them. These cicadas have been stuck underground eating tree roots since 2004. Back then, George W. Bush was running for re-election. I accept your nomination for president of the United States. iPhones didn't exist. Eastern Illinois. Well, that's interesting. Well, cicadas are coming, so if you're on... The eastern side of the Mississippi River, be careful. The cicadas are, are coming for you. <laughs> all right, um, I know we've all been watching the news and what's going on in India where they've kind of, they've had a bad run of COVID-19 luck. It seems like, it seems like COVID came and went and then maybe came again um, in that part of the world. And I, I know here there was some weird things we were told to do to, to stop it, and people claiming they had certain tonics or hydro. Know, just, what was it? The hydro hydrochloroquine. Yeah, rendesivir. Uh, I remember it was something. Rendesivir. It was all kinds of weird things, but um, I think Logan, you're gonna like this one, so we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll see what's going on in uh, India, and doctors are warning against this. Logan. Fresh from the fields of Kansas to cloud your ears with that Gucci knowledge. Warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. Get your mind right at doctorwhoever.com. So I know in, in India there's a lot of people of different religions. Or, uh, the Hindu religion, I believe, is that correct? I think there are more of them than there are of the Christians in the world. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, they respect the cows. Cows are very um, seen as... Sacred. Sacred and ancestral, like your people uh, get, what is it called, reincarnated possibly back into a cow if they're, they're lucky. So people in India have started putting cow dung all over their bodies and praying mm. uh, because they think makes it will sense. cure. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? No, I hate to make fun of anyone because there's silly things that people in Christianity do. Um, but this just looks I mean, ridiculous. These it's adults, grown men yeah. covered in poop. It's basically a bunch of guys. They look like they're all wearing like loincloths. They have some buckets in front of them with some cow manure and some urine and they're reaching into the bucket. Oh, oh my. God. They're reaching into the bucket and spreading it all over their body, on their neck, on their face. Um, I mean, the smell has just got to be... It's in his mouth and his nose. Cow dung therapy is what they're calling it. Their belief is that this therapy improves their immunity and they can go and tend to patients with no fear. Oh, these are doctors! Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. These are doctors. Our... our, our past president suggested injecting bleach so I mean and I was the president of the free world so I give them even more of a break than him because the thing is like 
This actually comes from sort of a religious background. And they don't know any different. They're just, they're trying to do what they can do. They see their society and their people falling apart. Um, this guy says there is no scientific evidence to prove that cow dung can be used as a treatment or immunity booster against the corona infection, which is prevailing throughout the uh, country of India at this time. Uh, it is sad, though, what's going on. I mean, it seems like the government is just kind of thrown in the towel. Imagine if we did that. Imagine if we just threw in the towel at one point and just kind of let things run their course. It might have been over by now, but I don't think it actually would have been because of all the variants that came out. We put, there could have been variants mutating and mutating mutating, you know, continuously. Uh, who knows? That's why I am not a doctor. That's why we, that's why we should be listening to the doctors out there. Um... But that's just something that, I don't know, I thought that was very fascinating and different. Um, what do you guys think about, have you seen any help wanted signs out there lately? Many. Many, right? All everywhere over. I go. Now hiring. Now hiring, everywhere. Um, some of these images were posted recently on Facebook at a, at a Chipotle. And let's see if we can actually see what it says. Uh, I was reading it earlier, but I don't know if you guys are going to be able to read it. Basically says, uh, attention to Lake customers. Want to know why we are closed? Ask our corporate office why their employees are forced to work in borderline sweatshop conditions for eight plus hours without breaks. We are overwhelmed, understaffed, underpaid, and underappreciated. Almost the entire management and crew have walked out until further notice. And it says, uh, people over profits. And then basically, you know, re report this, a bunch of hashtags. I think people are using this right now as yeah. a way to like show, hey, you want to come to restaurants? We want to get paid. You know, I, I think that's a common thread that's going around this year is put a lot of things in perspective for people. Mm -hmm. And that includes the workspace that they work in and, and what their time is actually mm -hmm. should be valued at. I know there's a lot of you know Republican talking heads that are saying that people aren't going back to work because they're because they're making money off of unemployment. I benefits. think they're a little bit right in that though. But let's but, but let's, for the wrong but for the wrong reason. Well, yeah, but let's put it like this: two if, sides of it. Yeah, I think if, some people have decided, hey, I don't have to work at Chipotle for seven dollars an hour and get yelled at and say I can't go to the bathroom when I could deliver for Grubhub or something like mm -hmm. that and get paid fifteen dollars an hour on my own yeah. time. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but I was saying if if they feel that they're losing uh, potential employees because of a three hundred dollar a week extra benefit, then maybe they should be paying their employees a little more money of a of a living wage where they can actually support themselves. I agree. Yeah, I mean, just, and just have so, better working conditions where people are allowed to take breaks, are treated like human beings, and not just another person, you know, just filling up a mundane job. And I've said, you know, since moving here that I noticed a difference in people that work in fast food and things like that, that they're more polite and happier. They seem like they're happier to have their job. Other places I've lived in larger cities, it's like, here, take the food. Or, here, like, like there's, they're like halfway, you know, they're twirling gum on their finger, playing with their hair. They're like, and there's I, no I, sense of pride. And Dr. Weber, I think you've mentioned it before, like in and out and Chick-fil-A, mm -hmm. even though Chick I'm not a fan of Chick-fil-A, they pay their employees a higher wage. Mm -hmm. And you notice that the amount of service you get there is at a higher level compared to other mm. fast food establishments. I agree. Because you're actually be. getting paid a decent wage, so you don't mind going to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even though you're in the fast food industry, you're still getting paid a decent wage, which makes you feel good about yourself. They get decent yeah. wage. They get, they get paid time off. They get... Uh, 
Do they like, get benefits? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really Some know of them, but do. I know that like they're required to do like exercises like during the day, like to stretch out their arms and stuff like that to make sure that they're like not, you know, like because doing the same thing over and over again. So I mean, at least they're looking after people them have power them. right now, and yeah. they're saying I don't want to go back to work and do that, like you're saying, and so I, I feel like. So the Republican talking point is right that people aren't going back to work, but they're not telling the story about why people aren't going back to work. It's not because they're lazy. It's because... Well, some of it could be, but also some of it could be, hey, we just want to be safe. Uh, we, we, we want to stand together. You know, but also, I don't like think most people are lazy. Though. But, but also, I mean, it's, one, yeah. it's also one other thing that they're trying to address now is uh, having daycare for your kids. You still have a lot of parents that are having their kids go through school, you know, via Zoom. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing that and still working? So, I mean, you can't take the job even if you wanted because you still have kids running around at home and you're trying to that's get true. them to take their Zoom class. I mean, that's still a major issue that many people aren't taking into consideration also. I, I just think that so many people have had time to think a lot this year about priorities and making a move, be it a physical move or a move within their job or relationship. And people, you're going to look back and see that this year or this time period was a pivotal moment for a lot of things in our country, Um, be it for good or negative, I'm not sure. But from what I've seen so far, I think we're moving into the right direction. It doesn't seem like it's slowing down. It seems like we're learning mistakes and adapting quickly like with this pipeline that just happened do you know that the actual cyber attack apparently had nothing to do with the releasing of the fuel and getting the fuel it had to do with the billing system so that the people that provide the fuel would not be able to tell who's getting it to go back and bill them later on or something like that so they could have just continued on as normal and then just wrote that off as a loss but they didn't wow but that's why biden came on this morning and said we're gonna have some updates to so this they within said the next they fuck people over because they knew they that they were fucked that's what it kind of seems like that they just stopped everything put pushed the stop button and stopped all the fuel from going because they didn't know how to allocate it in their accounting systems or their billing because they couldn't tell what was going where. How is it this easy to hack a pipeline? That's the problem, too, with, you know, why do we not have the best technology in the world? Why do we not have systems in place? Why do we not have a backup? Why does it take 72 hours to purge your system? Why can't you just go into some backup system somewhere? Or just are, how about don't we not have like a cybersecurity yeah. yeah. committee? How about not have be able to allow fucking people to hack into things in the first place? Like, wait. I mean, we are the probably the, the most prevalent cyber attack country. We we you know we do that to other countries, but not in not in the capacity of ruining things and messing things up. We just kind of want to know what's going on, and if we can do that, how do we not know what's going on within our own country? But this is a private company. We've talked about that before too. When you when you talk about other countries that uh, run things like that, they have more regulation. And then on the other side, they're like, "Oh, we don't want regulation." But then they're going to come crying to Joe Biden when they get cyber hacked. Mm-hmm. But oh no no no, we don't want any regulation. We don't want you monitoring us. But we want you to come save the day now. 
Yeah, I think it's difficult when you're a private business. I think Apple, just, or someone just leaked that Apple was hacked back in 2015, and they never let anybody know that you know their personal information was compromised. So we're looking at so if Apple is getting hacked, what <laughs> where do other you know and private businesses know stand? I mean, like, is there is do we even know if it's happening? Sometimes that's that's kind of like one of the biggest fears is just the unknown. Everybody that I've, even personal people that I've talked to, like, yeah, it's scary. It's scary, you know, not knowing what's going on. Well, let's come back and let's talk about something a little bit more positive, uh, you know, some more female empowerment in the military. Uh, Give us 30 seconds. We'll be right back. Blowing minds from coast to coast. The doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at doctorwhoever.com. So uh, this story uh, is entitled Female Graduates from Historical All-Male Boot Camp. So um, looks like they allowed some ladies to join uh, this boot camp to become Marines, and this is the first graduating class uh, with female cadets. Let's check it out. This is from CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. One moment, a hundred years in the making. Women are graduating today alongside their male counterparts for the first time ever at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San Diego. Oh, San Diego, okay. The recruits of Lima Company are the first platoon of women to go through the vigorous 13-week boot camp. Traditionally reserved for men. When I was told I was going to San Diego and I would be making history, it's something I couldn't pass Legends. New legislation requires fully integrated well, quite a few girls, San Diego ladies, by 2028. Get away, White, black, percent Latino, of all, all recruits drop out every year. And these women kept the same pace. 53 of the 60 who started made it to oh, the shit. finish line. 53 of the 60. Yes. Leading them every step of the way, a team of five trailblazing female drill instructors, including Staff Sergeant Amber Starosik. From you, we come in the following. It was definitely humbling to be put in that position. I knew how big of a deal this was. Just before graduation, every exhausted recruit, man or woman, completed the notorious crucible, which culminates at the top of Camp Pendleton's rugged peak known as the Reaper. I knew every single one of them that was up there earned it. Now they too are the few, the proud, the Marines. I love it. Anytime we see, you know, things like that going into a different direction where girls are getting seen as more equal, even in the military, in the job, anywhere, that just goes up the ladder. And lets them be more respected. Yeah, I think it's great. Anytime you open up doors for for the opposite sex or different races to have an equal opportunity at, at achieving something, we find out hands down they always seem to do it. So allowing these women to to be able to graduate from this historically all male boot camp is awesome. And hashtag girl power. Hashtag girl power. Well, um, have you guys heard about the tiger that was spotted in Houston? I did. That's just another fun one that I've been I've been kind of following lately. Let's see what we got. So this tiger, I guess, 
was spotted in Houston, Texas. Um, nope, we got we have. Oh, you can hear. Yeah. You back, Jesse? Oh, Jesse's out for a second. It's all right. We'll fix you. We shall fix you. You might have to unplug you and plug. Oh, you're back. Jesse, you can hear? I can hear. All Not right. Sure. Never know when we're going to have some kind of interesting technical difficulty. I, I kind of like it. It keeps me on my toes. It definitely does. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about this tiger that was spotted in Houston, Texas, uh, just walking around a very nice-looking neighborhood. Um, the tiger's just kind of just kind of chilling, doing his own thing, just you know, very Tiger King esque here. Just kind of looking around the neighborhood. See if you can actually see it when it pops out. Tiger on the prowl. So there it, it is, right there. All right, okay. Steph. Now to this, and this is not something you see. So it's right underneath a someone's tiger window. Tiger on the prowl in a Houston neighborhood. A viewer sent us this video yesterday, and Lauren, Lauren, uh, this is really uh, it brings a new meaning to the term wild story. <laughs> Yes, it does, Xavier. Yeah, a tiger. And strangely, this is not the first time we've done stories on giant cats roaming the streets here in Houston. More on that in just a sec. But yes, look at this. So this yeah. is Ivy Wall. What if you looked out your window and you just saw, you can see saw a tiger that just like chilling there? Collar just like looking at you. Roaming around this front so, yard, lying down, hanging out. Clearly, surprisingly, it's just exploring. It doesn't look like video. it's trying to at get to anyone. At one point, though, someone who we're told is an, uh, an off-duty sheriff's deputy comes out. In fact, we've just gotten the first listen to the it's emergency like somebody grabbed it. radio traffic. So somebody just grabs it and just walks it away. the tiger and its owner. If this is about a tiger, I'm on the phone with the uh, the caller who's the sheriff's office sergeant, and he's trying to um, he's holding the owner, and the owner's trying to leave. Okay, so eventually the owner does um, usher that tiger back into the home, but a lot of questions. Oh, so are it like, was where from this home or a home in this area? The answer is we don't know. According That's to neighbors, crazy. shortly after that, I wonder if you're allowed to have tigers call, in Texas. The guy I know in it's the like video a state by state thing with the animals. Car and then yeah, took off before HPD arrived. Another question: Is this legal? Do you have to worry about your Here neighbor having knows? a tiger as if you don't have enough to worry about? Well, the answer is yes. Tigers and other dangerous animals are allowed in Texas if they're they registered are. with local animal control are. or the sheriff. Are. You also need the proper paperwork and you need animal insurance. Oh, we should look. They might be allowed in Nevada, too. I wouldn't be surprised. They are not legal within Houston city limits. Okay, so you can't have one in the city. was over the weekend. So if this situation seems like deja vu... This might be why. Remember this huge tiger found in southeast Houston? This was oh in a God. home nearly three years ago. It was um, why do you want that? Why, why do you want to keep a tiger as a pet? I mean, house. just get a this dog. This big guy, yeah. nicknamed Tyson, was eventually taken... I wonder if Tiger King made people like, oh, let me get a tiger. ...free somewhere well, safe today. But yes, yeah. as far as this latest tiger situation, I have a feeling there is more to come on this story stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Well... Texas is a very interesting place, so we'll follow that, keep you up to date on what's going on with the Tiger King situation in Houston, Texas. Breaking news, Justin. Feel free to turn your head and cough. Morning, there's a tiger on the land. There is a tiger. No one knows where this tiger is, okay? This is video 
of a nine-month-old tiger that was spotted roaming in a Houston neighborhood. Police say they arrested the man who was housing the tiger. He was arrested on other charges. But this morning, the tiger known as India, no one knows. Where's the tiger? Are you worried, Carol, about how this ends? I am extremely worried about what happens with this tiger and the people around it, because the people who were involved in buying and selling and owning and transporting this tiger have proven that they are absolutely reckless individuals with no concern for the people around them or for the animal involved. No tiger belongs in a backyard or basement. Carol, but what? I'm oh, sorry, oh, sorry John. I was just going to say, what happens if, if you're the tiger? You know, what is, how does a tiger respond in a situation like this? If it encounters a person, what should a person do? I mean, what, do you, what are you specifically worried about? How should people conduct themselves if they see this tiger? I was so impressed with the deputy that showed up on the scene because he did exactly the right thing. And he showed amazing restraint in not shooting that tiger, not emptying his gun into that tiger. He kept eye contact. He backed away slowly. A tiger, if you look down, if you turn, if if that neighbor had run back to his door, that just triggers their instinct to kill. I was going to ask you, I mean, how much danger were the people in that neighborhood in with that tiger walking around? They were in extreme danger because the video showed that nobody even knew the tiger had escaped for quite a while. That cat was laying around in the front yard looking for what it could get into. And I had heard that there was a children's birthday party in the neighborhood, children running and screaming and having fun. That would have triggered every instinct in that cat to kill. If they said it online, then it must be true. This is Dr. Whoever's flaky found facts. Hey, stupid, don't believe everything you hear. You're listening to the Doctor Whoever Project. Well, you heard it directly right there from Carol Baskin, the uh, renowned Tiger Queen from the Tiger King Netflix series. Uh, she thinks this is serious, so I guess we should all keep our kids inside, our dogs inside. Treat it like we do coyotes here in the West. You never know when something might jump over your fence and have a little snack on your cat. So everyone in Houston, be on the lookout. They are out there. If you stuck around to the end, appreciate it so much. Thanks a lot. Uh, check us out at the DrWhoeverProject.com. That's drwhoever.com on all your fine social media platforms as well. Always, as always, thanks to my co-hosts Logan and Jesse, who always join me out here when I'm doing these uh, podcasts from our Las Vegas Mountain Studios, and for Heather Kilpatrick. She was so gracious to join us today, answered all of our questions. That was our first interview, so it was really great to have her on. All the luck to her, and I'm sure we'll see her again. Uh, if you hear this in your backyard, you better start running. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality.
Bye-bye! Blowing minds from coast to coast, the doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at doctorwhoever.com.